Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can, of course, always find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com and here on our YouTube channel. Um, subscribe if you would like. Send us an email, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to do that, that is how you reach out the old-fashioned way. Um, we're going to get right to it today because this is just something that's somewhat... Uh, casual in nature. This is not well thought out and well planned. Um, Christians and Halloween. Let's just talk about it and get right to the point here because I have uh, a very interesting perspective about this specifically um, that I want to present that I threw out um, about a week ago and got some very interesting feedback towards it. And so I want to just talk about a few things. We're going to read a bunch of Bible verses as well. But here it is right now when I'm recording this. Um, it's the night before October 31st on the Gregorian calendar. Millions of people will celebrate and memorialize um, Halloween, the tradition that it is tomorrow. Um, many churches throughout this nation probably right about now are doing their trunk or treat events um, when little kids come and get candy and Bible tracts and get invited to to Sunday school and all those things. It is a, an outreach tool now. Um, um, <laughs> but, but when I read, and I wasn't even going to talk about this, I, had, I really don't have much interest in it. Um, those days are kind of old for me uh, now to just prove all these things as ridiculous as they are. But it, it bears mentioning and discussing at least in a topical measure, primarily because earlier today I read um, a very brief presentation that someone was making that that justified believers in Yeshua, Christians, believers in Jesus, um, celebrating Halloween, and they were using Bible verses uh, to justify this. Um, so I, I had to just throw my two cents into the fray of the, of the debate, um, and, and I want to take it and just shift it a little bit and put a different perspective on it than really the the um, should we or shouldn't we, or can we or can we not. Um, but, but what I want to do is, is in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to submit something for consideration after reading a handful of scriptures that I compiled. Um, again, I didn't spend a ton of time on this. It's not necessary. This is, so, this is elementary in nature, friend. Um, but some verses we'll read that I feel are applicable. Let's just get right to those. Um, they are many. It's going to be kind of like an assault uh, rifle. Just Bible verse, Bible verse, Bible verse. Please allow the word of Elohim to, to, to make your decisions, to affect and alter and, and, inst and instruct you and your household on what you do and what you don't do. What are you involved with and what do you align yourself with and what do you not? These things are very important. It, it concerns me. Um, just how casual and flippant so many believers are and, and really do believe that they can just, you know, this is fun. Let's just do this. And it seems harmless the way we do it. Boy, I think that's dangerous uh, belief system, but let's just allow the word to help us um, as we consider this um, for a few moments. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go in. Turn away from it and pass on. Proverbs 14.11, The house of the wicked will be demolished, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, 
but in the end, it leads to death. It is the way to death. Okay, so we can't justify, unless we want to be adults who act like children in a very immature way of arriving at things that we do and, and give our families to, we can in no way say, well, it seems fine to me. It seems harmless to me. I did it when I was a child, and I look at me, I'm fine. I'm a, I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm a, you know, whatever. I'm a godly guy. I love the Bible. Look at me. It's okay. I'm fine. That is horrible justification. Um, and, and we have to understand these, these words of counsel from Proverbs and the rest that we're about to get to. There's a way that seems right to us, but guess what? It's not. It's not right. And a lot of times we justify so many things because eh, it just seems right to me. We need to use and to know and to continually feast upon the word of Elohim to have any chance to know what truly is right in his eyes and his sight and not our own. Deuteronomy chapter 12. When Yahweh, your Elohim, um, cuts off before you the nations that you're going in to dispossess, when you have dispossessed them and settled in their land, be careful not to be trapped into imitating them after they have been destroyed before you. Do not inquire about their Elohims. Don't worry about their gods, their traditions, what they do, what they enjoy, what they celebrate, what they memorialize. Don't ask the question, how do these nations serve their Elohim? I will do the same. You are not to act like this towards Yahweh, your Elohim. For every abomination of him which he hates, they have done to their Elohim, their gods. They even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Okay, well, we're not burning our children in the fire. Are you saying it's the same? Let's keep reading. Jeremiah chapter 10. Same theme, almost the same verbiage. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be frightened by signs of the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. The customs of the peoples are useless. It is just a tree cut from the forest, the work of the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. Again, we're talking about traditions. We're talking about idolatry. We're talking about an understanding. That's just very clear from cover to cover in the Bible to not... Um, adhere to and search out and adopt for ourselves the ways of the nations. The Gentile goyims, if you watch the channel, you know we talk about that all the time. Don't worry about that, how they worship, how they celebrate, and how they memorialize, and what they do. You, you have, you have already been given what you are to memorialize. And remember, Yahweh's feasts, Sabbath. His holy, consecrated, appointed times. We're going to get to that. That will be the crux of why I'm bringing this up tonight. Colossians chapter 2. See that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the traditions of men and the basic principles of the world. So to be clear, there are different things going on when we look at what? The customs of the people, the, the traditions of men, the principles of the world, and then Messiah, and what Messiah was saying, what Messiah was doing, what he was instructing us to do to walk as he walked. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. 
and if a son, also an heir through Yahweh. But at that time, when you did not know him, you served those who by nature are not gods at all. But now you've come to know Elohim, or rather you have come to be known by him. So how can you turn back again to those weak and worthless principles? Do you want to be enslaved to them all over again? I I read that to the point of, well, now we are redeeming these pagan holidays and traditions. We know kids dress up as demons and devils, and right now, friend, there's stuff that, as a grown man, I don't even want to see because this this generation that is captivated and in awe with horror and gore and supernatural. It, it, it is, okay, I'm only 49, but like, even Halloween now versus what it was then is incredibly different. I'm not justifying it back then either. But right now, friend, it is, it is black and white. It should take no spiritual discernment whatsoever to take a look at this and see. To do anything like this would be, we might as well go back and be enslaved to the evil ways of the world all over again, voluntarily. And friend, we don't want to do that. Ephesians chapter 5, Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is disgraceful even to mention the things that are done by them in secret. Yet everything exposed by the light is being made visible, for everything made visible is light. This is why it says, Wake up, O sleeper! Rise from the dead, and Messiah will shine on you. So pay close attention to how you walk. Not as unwise people, but as wise. Friend, listen, please. Pay close attention to how you walk. Make the most of your time. Why? Because the days are evil. For this reason, don't be foolish, but instead understand what Yahweh's will is. What does He want? Not what's fun, not what does little Timmy want to do. Well, I don't want to tell him that he can't do that because then he'll be upset because his friends are doing it. And we don't want to hurt his feelings. I've seen a lot of that this year. We don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, my. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to recognize Yahweh, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what is not fitting. They became filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossips, slanderers, haters of Yahweh. Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, they're foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know Yahweh's righteous decree. Whoa, what? This laundry list of people knows Yahweh's righteous decrees? This is serious now. (laughs) That those who practice such, such things deserve death, they not only do them, but also approve of others who practice the same. Practicing the same. Looking like the world. Again, I say this all the time in a million different ways here on this program and in real life to anyone who would listen. Friend, we should be able to line up 10 human beings and know very, 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 very quickly who is in Messiah, in covenant, and who is not in Messiah, out of covenant. It should not take much time. And friend, if you line up with the world, and it is hard to, 
I don't know. They're dressed the same in this case. They're going to the same events. They are listening to the same music, attending the same types of gatherings. I don't really know. Well, here we are again with the relevant gospel and the relevant church. And you know what? I don't know the difference. I can't really tell. The fruit looks about the same. Now again, tonight, the churches around here and everywhere else, I'm sure, are doing now. It's not trick or treat. No, no, no. That's the world. That's Satan and the devil's work. I don't believe the devil has a holiday, but I've heard that this year, of course, too. We do trunk or treat. And he's dressed up like Moses, don't you see? It's okay. And here we are again with this endless debacle of why in the world is the church trying to mimic the world to win the world to Messiah? It's impossible. It's backwards doctrine. And it's nowhere in the word of Elohim. It's nowhere. We have already read just a few verses. Don't adopt the ways of the nations. The, the literal verbiage of one of the first ones that we, what we read was, don't enter that way. Don't walk that path. Avoid it. Don't go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, friend. Keep on moving. Okay? It is not the same path. It's not. I would submit that nothing reveals Christianity's identity issues more than their love for national worldly holidays. That's my opinion. I see it front and center. And this will get us to the crux of my point as we talk about Christians and Halloween. Believers, followers of Messiah. I don't know very many people that really understand the ancient way. I can't think of anybody, and there's a lot, (laughs) that are truly in ancient way understanding and have any part with Halloween. The ones who have come out to that extent really get things like pagan holidays. I don't know why that is. They still have issues. All of us still have issues and stuff that we've got to let go and walk away from, but I'm not seeing them kind of straddle the fence on this one. So that is encouraging um, in light of that. But this to me is exactly the proper use of the declaration of um, Isaiah the prophet. Chapter 5, he says this, Woe to those who what? Call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Friends, this age of of Bible-believing Christianity is so confused about who they are, they don't even know for the most part now. It's just a fair discussion to have. This is good, (laughs) and this is evil. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and which was kind of the twist that I present at the very beginning that I threw out a week ago, is this. We call, we, I don't, most of Christianity, people I love, call Yahweh's feasts, they wouldn't call them evil, that would be horrible, but by function of life, by not memorializing, not remembering, not keeping, not guarding like we've been instructed, They are not seen as good. They're not good. They're not for me. Okay? So we call Yahweh's appointed times, we call his his feasts, his Sabbath, the very Torah of Elohim that is the first five books of the Bible itself. Nah, that's not good for me. That's not for me. Okay? But evil now, 
evil, we could go through a whole word study and do proper extrapolation of these words, but I'm not, that's not the point of tonight. Things that oppose Yahweh's ways. The opposite of good, tov in Hebrew. Unrighteous, wicked, okay? These things we justify. Justify to no end. Well, that's not so bad. As I've already referenced, I turned out okay. We'll probably not do all of the stuff, the Halloween stuff. I don't have the goriest uh, costumes and decorations. We do more just smiley, happy pumpkins. And friends, we're, we're really confused. And thereby, the whole world is confused because they're looking at people who say, No Messiah, we know Jesus, we go to church, and we do just what you do. It gets real confusing, I believe, to a proper testimony and witness to anyone else that we might have any influence um, towards in our life. In conclusion, I want to read a brief article that I posted last week that I've referenced twice now in order to make my point, and we'll move on. Now, I'm just going to read it. I talk to many Christians that tell me that the feasts of Yahweh are, quote, just not for them. They are not Jews. I submit then, in, in light of that mindset, if that's true now, if that's true, okay, if that's really why we don't see as a whole for Christianity, if Christianity does not see the feasts of Yahweh as tov, good, because they're not Jews, and that's not for us. I'm in Jesus now. If that mindset is really why, then I have to ask the question, friend. If you are one who memorializes and celebrates, commemorates Halloween, which is what you're doing, if you join into these things, are worldly holidays for you? Are they for you? We're talking about identity here, okay? Are those for you? Because by joining in to them, you're saying these are for us, me, my household, my children. These are for us. These are, these are our holidays. Christmas, Easter, and of course Halloween, all of these and more are rooted firmly in idolatrous pagan traditions, and yet none are commanded to be celebrated in Scripture. None. Okay? None of them. None of them are even alluded to being celebratory events memorialized in the Bible. None of them. Feast, Sabbath, okay? Fourth commandment, okay? Forever, for all generations, for Yahweh's people, grafted in understanding that we've heard in Christianity but not appropriated correctly. Anyone who even studies topical history understands this. So, if we're really talking about identity, are these worldly holidays for you, friend? Are they your traditions to carry on in your family? Are they part of your inheritance as a follower of Messiah? If the feasts of Yahweh are not, are Halloween... Christmas, Easter, that are not in Scripture as, as anything commanded in any way, are those your inheritance as a believer? Are those what you adhere to and memorialize? 
despite what we're told according to the Bible, we're not given liberty to hijack pagan holidays and somehow Christianize them. Doesn't matter what you call it. Doesn't matter if you rebrand it and rename it and make happy faces instead of demonic faces. It's all the same, friend. It's all the same. <laughs> well, it's not really Halloween. We do Harvest Festival. <laughs> it's not really trick or treating. It's trunk or treat, Joel. <laughs> we hand out gospel tracts and not just candy. We dress up as good characters and not bad ones. It's just innocent fun. The justification of doing what we enjoy is endless. And friend, that's the question that I want to ask and just and wrap this up with. Because I think we're asking the wrong question. Instead of asking the question, can a Christian, can a follower of Messiah, Jesus, can we celebrate Halloween? The question to me, the better question, the ultimate question is, why would we want to? I'm, I'm pausing on purpose. Why would we find pleasure in that? Why would we enjoy doing that? Because the reality is, the argument people say is just good fun, Joel. Well, that okay, the, well, that's my question. How is this good fun? How is this good fun outside of our justification to just find pleasure in something that is worldly? It's dangerous thinking. Darkness cannot mingle with light. Pa Paul asked the Corinthian assembly, What partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? What fellowship does light have with darkness? This is a question that true followers of Messiah must ask when facing what we align ourselves with. Sadly, I see many believers give little, if any, thought to these matters. It's very careless and flippant. Well, it's fun. The children want to do it. it it's okay. And this is why I'm suggesting we step back and consider our ways, especially those of us who are parents. And again, if biblical feasts that Father says are His as a sign for all generations of his people to keep and to celebrate. If these are not for you, then how does one justify that these worldly holidays are? Why are they okay and the feasts of Yahweh are not? So please consider that, won't you, friend? It's probably too late for this year. We've still got Christmas and Easter, of course. Won't be long. What are we going to do? Are we going to come out and be separate or not? That's really the harshest, most black and white question I could pose to any one of us, including myself. Are we going to come out from among them and be separate, or are we just going to ride the fence the rest of our days? Well, friend, I'm off the fence. Won't you come with me, please? Look foolish. Make your children upset. They'll be okay. You know why? They won't just be okay. They will be brought up in the ways of Yahweh Elohim. And friends, I'm telling you, there's nothing that's going to be any better or more fun than them finding identity as a set-apart, holy, consecrated people. So consider that, won't you? So again, the real question is not, well, can a Christian celebrate Halloween? The, the question, friend, is why in the world would you want to? That's my question for you to think about tonight and in days ahead. Talk about it with your spouse. Talk about it with your children, man. Bring them into the discussion and get out your Bible 
Get out your Bible. Don't tell your children your opinion. That doesn't much matter. Tell them what Yahweh's opinion is on these things. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way around here. Thank you for joining in for this tiny little peek into what we're looking at tonight. Always go to pathdesign.com or our YouTube channel here. And uh, we thank you so much for watching. We will see you again next time.